1: Yes, we all do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen. when you're not thinking about others, and only you only think about yourself, so um, I don't believe uh, I don't want to get into a, a word uh, word or sentence uh, feud with Daryl, um, with Daryl uh, Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on on, on the situation at hand, and um, and he spoke, and uh, so many people uh, could have been harmed, uh, not only financially but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, so, just be careful what we, what we tweet and we say and what we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be
0: uh, a lot of negative that comes with that, too. Just say ho to the NBA welcome to the Savage Nation. Just say ho to the NBA. Are you surprised by the stupidity of Dribbler James? You expect a basketball player to understand world politics? Uh, I'm not surprised by this. The man is a well-known leftist, hates America, hates the police, hates Republicans, basically is a racist. And so he goes to China and he puts his hand over his heart and salutes the Chinese communist totalitarian regime while kneeling here in America. And you go to basketball games, you idiots, you, you idiots, you, what can I say? I don't mean everyone listening to the show. I just mean, you idiots, you, that's all, whoever you may be. I'm going to ask you something about the sports thing. I don't do sports. I'm not interested in it. I I don't follow sports. I like to watch martial arts, boxing occasionally. Other than that, I'm really not interested in it. Everyone has their own likes and dislikes. I know a lot of intelligence people who love basketball. They go to the Lakers games in L.A. religiously. I don't understand how they can get off on that, but hey— Different strokes for different folks, as they used to say in San Francisco in the 60s. You know, it's a funny statement when you relive it. Different strokes for different folks. It actually is quite funny. But um, I'm not interested in sports. I certainly pay no attention to what sports figures say. Most of them are illiterate high school dropouts who are very talented in uh, using their bodies, I suppose. But um, this is not a big deal to me. I'm not surprised by the stupidity of Dribbler James. What would you expect? from an athlete about world politics. But let's try to get positive on this for a minute. Maybe we can do this. Which pro-American athletes do you or did you admire? Are there any today? I don't even know. I don't follow sports enough to know if there are any pro-American athletes. I don't even know if there are. Everywhere I turn, I see someone hating America, getting on a knee. I don't watch them for that reason, especially here in San Fernando. I don't think there's a team member here that loves this country. But look Look at this guy, this guy worth billions of dollars, gets on his knees and puts down America. And by the way, puts down, the, is that the owner of the team, Daryl Morey? Is the team owner? General manager. He went to MIT. So this ignoramus basketball dribbler says that Daryl Morey, who graduated MIT, who's the manager, is ignorant. You hear this? This is a, a microcosm of what this country has become. And just think of this. The next time you see some lowlife walking in the street, they have the same vote you do. Just think about that. That's the one that grates me the most. I've worked so hard since I'm six years old. A bum in the street has the same vote I do. No, that's not democracy. That's stupidity. That's idiocy and stupidity. It's why Pelosi, Feinstein, and the others stay in power. Because every degenerate lowlife has a vote, including non-citizens. But don't get me uh, started on that one. It's a topic. There are other topics I've tweeted about. And by the way, on the side note, uh, last night I put up another little two-minute video, one minute, 52 seconds, I don't know how long, of me cooking Spanish rice with some chicken and artichoke hearts and drinking Barolo. It was a minute 57, and I got more. Again, I got many new followers on Twitter from it. They're not interested in in, in, uh, politics. I got more on the Spanish rice recipe than I did on Russian troops entering Syria. I got more on the Spanish rice recipe than on virtually any other topic because talk radio has degenerated to the point where all of the sages of talk radio think that they're college professors and the world is hanging on their every word. Uh, No, they're not college professors. B, the world is not hanging on their every word. They're just lucky talkers. Just lucky talkers. A meatball recipe would attract more attention. Than people who are faking it like they really know what the hell they're talking about. By the way, the Spanish rice was made from leftover Chinese food from three days before. I was about to throw it out, you see, and I said, wait a minute now. I just bought a, a chicken for $9.95 from the supermarket that's cooked. I took the old rice and I put it into a hot frying pan, poured oil on, a little water, then a little great olive oil. Then I threw a lot of Vegetables in it, you know, so cut up this, that, that, this, this, that. I'm using a lot of paprika this time of year because when the cold season comes on, paprika is great. Uh, chili flakes. And I kept stirring it to dryness till you got to cook rice to dryness. And basically made that the basis of the dish with some uh, the chicken. Oh, yeah, and I got some frozen artichoke hearts. Unbelievable. But the Barolo did the trick. Old Italian Barolo. (laughs) Jim's laughing. I only drank half the bottle. The other half is waiting for me tonight after the show is over. Man, was it good. And the bread I found. I know I'm not going to stop. I'm going to do this on purpose to drive other talk shows who listen to me religiously out of jealousy to go insane. I want them to go crazy realizing what talent they don't have. You know what talent it takes to talk about reheating fried rice and making it interesting and relevant? When all you are is a copycat fill-in who got lucky? And you have a manager who owns the media you understand what it does to people like that, but I'm getting the callers on the uh, other stuff Russian troops have entered Syria to protect our former Kurdish allies 170,000 people displaced by Turkey's invasion Sanctions not working. This is how big wars begin. I, I said this to you from the day it happened From the day Trump announced that I said blunder 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 I, I I wish to God it wasn't I wish to God it could be fixed What is he doing to fix it? Now, uh, many of you are ignorant. I'm sorry. You bought the party line, hook, line, and sinker. Get our boys out. Bring our boys home. Let others fight their own wars. All sounds good. But the government moved 3,000 troops into Saudi Arabia after moving 50 troops out of northern Syria. So that doesn't hold, does it? Doesn't hold up at all. That's number two. Number three and number four. They didn't really remove the troops from the Middle East. In fact, they sent more troops into Saudi Arabia to shore them up against an Iranian incursion or invasion, by the way. And what are you going to say then? Now you're going to say support Saudi Arabia because we need their oil? I know this is perplexing and complicated. I get it. It hurts you. It does hurt to think about it, which is why it's easier to look at a Spanish rice recipe with artichoke hearts and Barolo than to talk about Syria shmiria. I, I understand. I understand what mass media is. And I know the average person who may not be that stupid is fed up with the whole thing. I know people who are very smart who say, Michael, listen to me. I know you're a genius. I love your work. I know how important it is. I know you're making a difference. But I don't even, I can't do it anymore. Why? Because I can't affect any change. I have no control over what the government does in Syria or doesn't do in Syria. I have no control over this psychotic Nancy Pelosi and Schiff who belong in jail for using Soviet tactics on secret witnesses, secret hearings, and secret testimony. They throw their hands up in frustration. Now you say, well, Trump made a mistake. Well, he did make a mistake. It's clear as a bell he made a mistake. And he's got to unmake the mistake as quick as possible. The Russians already came in and became allied with the Kurds, which is an unintended consequence because our our once enemy, Syria, is now on the side of the Kurds and of Russia. Again, do you understand where I'm coming from here? If you do good, and if you don't, I'm sorry, I can't help you. How can he undo this? How can he undo this blunder? I don't even understand what he can do. Make believe I'm in the kitchen cabinet and I had gone out for the day and I wasn't there to say, wait a minute, no, 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 don't pull. You can't pull those 80 troops out. Not now. You got to give them a warning, you got to set it up. But let's say I wasn't there for that day and uh, this abrupt decision I've been made a week ago Monday. Anyway, what could I say to him right now? Let's say I'm invited back to sit down with the president say, okay, smart guy, what do you got to say? You say, well, what do you know, Savage, by the way? Why do you think you know more than his advisors? The answer is because I do. What you don't understand is that what is an advisor to a president? It's a wise person. What does a wise person mean? It means someone who has the education, experience, intelligence, and knows the history of Of the subject well enough to make an an opinion that has some validity to it that's all an advisor is and they range from the very great to the very shallow okay so why is it that I a highly educated man who has studied politics virtually all of my life since I'm a teenager why would I not be a good advisor the answer is I am a good advisor and I advise on the radio I advise through my books and I advise through social media when I when I'm not wanting to do a recipe, for example. So what would you advise the president to do, ladies and gentlemen of the savage nation, what would you advise the president to do to undo the blunder of abruptly withdrawing those 50 to 80, if that's the number, of troops from northern Syria creating the vacuum into which Turkey, Russia, and the Syrian army have now uh, gone into this vacuum? It's changed the dynamic of the Middle East. We have to do something quickly. What is it you would advise? Or would you rather talk about just say ho to the NBA? This is the Savage Nation. I'll be right back. Michael Savage, a host like no other.
1: I want the satisfaction, not for myself, but for everybody else. I was raised off, you know, Snoop and Pac and Jay and Biggie, and now I get an opportunity to. to to be the the inspiration around what all these kids are looking up to, and and for me to just sit back and not say when a lot of my peers didn't say they didn't feel right. At the end of the day, when I I decided I was gonna start speaking up and not giving a about the backlash or if it affects me, my whole mindset was, it's not about me.
0: Well now, my friend, it is about you, dummy. Oh, it is about you. It is about you. So now you're kneeling to the communist tyranny, to such an extent that even Al Sharpton has come out in favor of the Hong Kong protest to show you how stupid this guy is. What happens is, in any field, I don't care whether it's talk radio, basketball, or the movies, look at what the Nero became. When you become a god within your own world, people are afraid to say a word to you. So you you talk and you talk and you talk, right? And No one will criticize you. Consequently, your power grows. Your power madness grows. Your ego inflates like a balloon. And you don't know where your limits are because no one dares say you're wrong. Do you understand that? Now, I got to bring this down home and tell you something. I don't know whether I should. I was told that the president of the United States does not like ass kissers. Can I say that on the air? In fact, he criticized one of his key uh, such for throwing him softball questions and calls him a dunce behind his back. He only respects people who intelligently may disagree with him and can back up their argument. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? It just shows you what I I mean, I'm trying to tell you something without telling it to you. Wendy in New York, Line 4, go ahead, you're a true believer, go ahead please.
1: Well, I wouldn't call myself a true believer, but I would say that I wouldn't be so quick to judge, and I'd wait and see what happens. You know, we well,
0: wait, wait, wait. What do you mean quick, quick to judge? What You don't know what happened already in Syria since the mistake of pulling the troops out? Don't you know what already happened?
2: We can't stay there forever.
0: Ma'am, don't change the argument. Do you know what has happened since since Trump pulled the troops out? Do you know what happened there or not?
2: Yes. Tur- Turkey went in, but... Who's to
0: say that... T- you, no, no, don't change the argument, you, ma'am. You're not at a... Listen to me, please. 170,000 people, men, women, and children, are now displaced by the invasion. Are you aware of that? How many? 170,000.
2: Well, maybe we should
0: just let Russia and Syria... And See, the- you're changing the discussion again. That means they were driven out of their homes by the invading army. Are you aware that Russia has gone in... The Syrian army has gone in. Are you aware of that? Against against our interest. Are you aware of that?
3: Let them work it out.
0: We let them What do you think? They're six years old in a playground? Let them work it out? This is where stupidity comes in. They're not children in a playground. Let them work it out. If a president makes a mistake, the people have an obligation to say, sir, it was an error. Fix it. Don't you understand that no one is perfect? See, you're coming from the position that a president cannot make a mistake, aren't you? How do you know that church- Well Now, don't change the argument. I'm not the husband that left you. Big mouth, a big mouth from Brooklyn. That's why the hoagie was invented in, in, in Brooklyn. How to fill the big mouths. The hoagie is actually from uh, Philly, isn't it, Jim? Who knows where hoagie's from? They have an answer to everything. You don't hear a word you're saying, they give you an answer. It makes no sense, but they got an answer ready to go. They think they're in the Diamond District arguing over a 12-carat piece of ring, a 12-carat ring here. This is a fugazi, my friend. This is not 24-carat gold. It's a fugazi. I'm trying to show you the fugazi, but you don't want to hear it. You're telling me it's 24-carat. I can't help you. If you can't tell a difference between a 24-carat decision and a Fugazi, I'm sorry, you're listening to the wrong guy. Go listen to someone who uh, tells you that everything is a 24 carats. Go ahead. Big error has to be fixed. Now, who do I blame for the error? I blame the Democrats, Pelosi, Schiff, and the media. They have so undermined our president. They have so sedayed his cup. That means spun his head around for so long. That he made a mistake. They're the ones who caused this error. Do you understand that? By undermining the president, who cannot do his job 100%, he made a wrong decision here. I blame Pelosi for this. I blame Schiff for this. I blame the rats in the media for this. Like that rat who's going to be at the debate tonight. That bum. That mook. That rat. That faker. Look who's a a, a thing tonight at the debate. Look who's going to be a debate moderator here. Andy Blooper. Andy Bloop with the most disgraced mouthpiece in the history of, uh, of the media. He's a debate moderator. You on CNN, the Crescent News Network. Unbelievable. What do you want to talk about? 855 407 Is this topic enough for you? There are many other topics I can... Even how to make Spanish rice. In fact, if I gave you the recipe on why not to throw... Why you shouldn't throw away rice from a Chinese restaurant. How you could use it the next day to make a Spanish rice and be more popular... Than me talking about the Kurds, because I don't like Kurdish. Uh, I don't like Kurdish. Kurdish dairy. Did their name the Kurds come from the fact that they ate kurds and ways? Kurds and ways. The savage nation. It's savage on demand.
2: They're the greatest warriors in the world. They're policing. They're not a police force. They're a different kind of a force. We want to bring our soldiers back home, and uh, we're being very tough on Turkey and a lot of others. They have to maintain their own properties now. They have to maintain peace and safety. And uh, we'll see what happens. The delegation, we're asking for a ceasefire. We put the strongest sanctions that you can imagine, but they get a lot. We have a lot in store if they don't, uh, if they don't have an impact, including massive tariffs on steel. They ship a lot of steel to the United States. They make a lot of money shipping steel. They won't be making so much money.
0: Oh, God in heaven, where do I go from here? Let's see, where do I begin? Where do I begin? 170,000 people were displaced because of the blunder and were threatening sanctions. Russia has moved in uh, on the side of the Kurds. Syrian army moved in on the side of the Kurds. All lined up now against Turkey, which you may say is a good thing. Sure, we want to bring the troops home. We all do. But he sent 3,000 new ones to Saudi Arabia on Friday. I know that many of you uh, folks conveniently want to forget that he just is playing a hoodwink job on your brain. Since when did you start believing a government? I'm a cynic. I don't believe governments. I never did, never will. Uh, The epitome of liars was Obama, but I don't have to bring him up. He's not president anymore. But my friends... You keep buying the big lie that we want to bring the troops home. That sounds good. It appeals to the average person. Very good. So he removed 80 from northern Syria and sent 3,000 to Saudi Arabia. And now he moved troops into Qatar and into a, another Gulf Arab state, getting ready for an Iranian uh, action of some kind. You know, I... The guns, the guns of, uh, what was the book about 17, the war, the, something about the war, the guns, of, the guns of 17, Guns of October. Study the history of 1917, what happened and how World War I began. It's eerie to me. This is like an earthquake. And we're getting the rumbling of an earthquake. You know, we had an earthquake here in the San Francisco Bay Area last night. It was 1030. I felt it. I was a little tired. I went to sleep early. And I said, the bed's moving. I'm not having sex. What is this? The earth moved under my feet. It was an earthquake. Now, I felt that there would be an earthquake days before because I know how it gets before an earthquake. It becomes dead quiet. Everything stops. It looks like a a portrait, like a painting. And for a day or two, we had like dead quiet. The bay was not moving. Dead quiet. And I sensed something bad like in the earthquake department was going to happen. Okay, it was a minor quake, but it's right there underneath the surface. This is an earthquake in the Middle East right now. You've only felt the first rumblings. 170,000 people displaced by Turkey's invasion. That's not a small thing. That means the houses became unlivable. They were bombed and they ran out of there. Where are they going to go? This is a bad mistake here. Now, how do you fix it? I'm asking you how you fix it. Let's not argue over this anymore. It was, an, it was a blunder. And I'm not so sure that sanctions are going to stop a dictator. When have sanctions ever stopped a bloodthirsty dictator before, historically? Did, did sanctions stop a dictator in the past? What have our sanctions done with North Korea? Has fat boys stopped lobbing missiles into the Sea of Japan? No. Tell me when sanctions have worked. They'll only work on a small nation, not a big nation. So we won't take the steel from Turkey? Who will? Someone else will. Someone else will step in and take the deal. Don't wind up trading with North Korea yet, our great ally. We made a mistake here, I'm sorry to say, and many of you don't want to hear it. You can blame anyone you want. That's fine. You can blame Pelosi. You can blame Schiff for, for, for destabilizing our government, which they've done. But meanwhile, we have a, a nightmare on our hands. So what do we, the people, tell the president we would like him to do? Now, the easy thing is to say, bring our boys home. We don't belong there. That's an easy one. But that's going to make things worse. If you withdraw our troops from Saudi Arabia and all of the Gulf Arab states where they are acting as protectors, you're only inviting a further mistake, a greater incursion by the Erdogans of the area, by the way. So if you want to comment on that or on the the, the NBA thing, the National uh, Basketball Association with this guy, LeBron James, great athlete, apparently. I'm not a, I don't follow the sport. The last basketball game I was at was at Jamaica High School, I think in 1966. I like the sound of the squeaking sneakers on the wood floor. That was, I only went there for the squeaks. I, I was more interested in the squeaking sneakers on the wood floor than I was in the basketball game. But I don't, I don't follow the sport. It's not interesting to me. In fact, when I see tattoos on the arm, I generally look away. That's not 100% true. I mean, there a, lot of, like, a lot of guys have those snake-like arms look like boa constrictors uh, on their on their bodies. I don't know how a man develops an arm like that. You see that in the martial arts a lot, like a boa constrictor arm. Unbelievable. But that doesn't mean they know what the hell they're talking about. They may be great athletes. I don't turn to them for philosophy or, or science or poetry. I turn to them to hear the sneakers squeaking on the floor. That's all. Hunter Biden hits back a trumpet interview, blah, blah, blah. Dems debate in Ohio. Oh, I'm not going to watch it. What am I going to watch with 50 people again? A clown act. What are you going to hear tonight that you haven't heard before at the Dem debate? Let me ask you, what are you, going to, what are you going to hear? Trump's got to go impeach him because of Ukraine. Blah, blah, blah. When I become president, I'm going to take every dime away from all the white people in America who make over $1,000 a day, a year. Any white man who has over $1,000 in the bank, I'm going to take his money, says Elizabeth Warren. Yay! As long as it's not LeBron, not, as long as it's not an athlete. Former NASA scientists says they found life on Mars. Oh, come on. With this UFO garbage. Stop, man. He's dead. That show is over, that night show. The UFO. Ooh, woo, it's over. You really believe in that? Don't call him, please. You know, two things you could say on radio and get calls for the rest of your life. One is UFOs, extraterrestrial life. What is the difference if there's ETs around? What difference would it make to me? Tell me what difference it would make if they're here. If they're here, God bless them. I'm glad they're here. Now what? How would I know who they are? I've met people who are worse than the than, uh, ETs. I know human beings who have less emotion than, than most ETs. They have no emotions whatsoever. Everyone in San Francisco is like an ET to me. You can't get a conversation going. If you talk to the average person in the streets of San Francisco, they think that you're attacking them. Just by asking them a question. That's the culture clash that I've been living with all my life. It's why I created the Savage Nation. First baby born media Roy Cohen I don't know. I'm looking at the headlines. I'm getting a migraine looking at it. Syria unravels. Erdogan holding U.S. nukes hostage. Russian forces sweep into U.S. base, abandoned in Syria. It's on the Drudge Report. He's got the best headlines. Everyone knows that. And there it is. But you don't want to hear any of this. It's, you cannot make a mistake. The worst thing I saw today were the monkeys strapped into metal harnesses and undercover footage. I got so infuriated I wanted to kill somebody. Monkeys strapped into metal harnesses and undercover footage. Lab from hell screams. If you take a look at what the Nazi scientists are doing right now in Germany, you, you'll want to kill somebody. I don't mean a randomly kill somebody. You'd like to go kill the scientists there for what they're doing to these animals. Have you seen these monkeys with their necks and their hands? I put it on michaelsavage.com. I got so upset. Dogs in blood. Now, I worked in lab. I'm going to go into this for a minute. Uh, I'm against man's inhumanity to man. I'm against man's inhumanity to animals. So let's start with that. Inhumanity is the issue. You look at these pictures of what they're doing to animals in a lab in Germany. It's an issue that should affect every human being who has a a shred of feeling. I worked in a lab, and I got to tell you the story right now. It'll it'll be only um, 60, 60, 70 seconds top. I went to graduate school. I had no money. Uh, I had just uh, been married. I don't know a couple of months or something. I had no money I had a little fellowship of three hundred fifty dollars a month. I worked in a pharmacology lab and I um, Was given an assignment to kill animals or lose my fellowship and this was after Approximately a week in the lab. I had a demonic scientist. He's dead now. He died of cancer soon after that uh, and he said you have to kill the animals or I'm going to, you're out of the lab, you won't get your fellowship. I said, look, doctor, see, I I cannot, I'll do anything you want, but I'm not killing those animals. I'm not pithing the, the, the brain of a rat even. There was a midget who worked in the lab at the time, really a woman midget. She was the best at killing the rats. She would stroke them, soothe them, talk to them, and then kill them by sticking something in the back of their head and they'd die instantly. It's called pithing, 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 pithing. I didn't like it. I didn't like the pleasure she got in it but the guy who ran the lab was the worst. So he said, well, you gotta kill the animals. And there were other kind of th- furry things in there too. I didn't want to kill him, so he said, you're out, goodbye. I said, I have no other money, So I don't care, it's not my problem, goodbye. Well, that's an interesting thing, when it happened, I <clears throat> wandered the halls of the hospital in which I was working and that's how I found a scientist in the basement who was working with bottles of herbs that were coming from around the world when he was extracting chemicals from them to find new medicines. That's how I got into the field of ethnobotany and did all of my research in Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, etc. It's through that accident. But I had followed my conscience. The point is, is I don't like killing animals and I was willing to give up a fellowship for it. So when I look at what people are still doing to animals in laboratories, it's enough to make your blood boil. It's horrible. Take a look at that and see what it does to you. In fact, don't if you're a sensitive person. If you're bipolar, don't look at it. If you have a personality disorder, don't look at it. That eliminates 98% of talk radio listeners. We eliminate the bipolar and those with a floating personality. One minute they're happy, one minute they're sad. Within the same hour, they're happy and sad. By the way, that's different than bipolar. Bipolar is much different than the multiple personalities of that type that we're talking about. It's an interesting subject, you know, human beings. But uh, it's also cultural, this whole thing about... What is a disorder? It's cultural. Culture. I grew up with everyone screaming at each other. They didn't talk, they yelled. What are you talking about? That's not right. That, that was a normal family conversation. But today, if you do that, they consider it's bipolar or multiple personality. You have to take a medication. It's a cultural thing. You look at Sicilians, Jews from New York from that time, they yelled at each other. Eastern Europeans yelled at each other, not today. Everyone gets along with each other. They have to suppress it and get cancer of the stomach. They have to repress their emotions and make believe they're actually uh, being reasonable with the other person when they really want to scream. It's better to scream. I'll be right back to hear your screams, your belly screams on the Savage Nation.
1: Home of Borders,
0: Language, Culture, the Savage Nation. So here we are, the nation that copied us. Clinton exported most of our small factories to China. Uh, His uh, good friend, I think his name was Shapiro, was it Shapiro? Oh, yeah, Laurel Space and Technology. Remember that little guy? Oh, yeah. One of the biggest donors to the DNC got permission to lend our military technology to China. Lied to Congress. What was his name? I got to find his name. It drove me crazy when it came out in the 90s. The head, the big donor to the DNC, Democrat National Committee. He had a little uh, company. started by having a parking meter company in the Bronx. And from that, he was such a conniver, in my opinion. He built it into Loral Space and Technology, and Loral Space and Technology got permission from Bill Clinton to use defense technology. See, the Chinese were launching rockets, which were crashing on their, on their launch pads. They couldn't make a, a rocket go into orbit, but we could. We're way ahead of China. And then old Bernie Schwartz, I think that was, yeah, yeah, Bernie Schwartz, Bernie Schwartz, right, Bernie. Oh, good old Bernie. Never trust a man with the name Bernie. Bernard, yes, not Bernie. Good old Bernie Schwartz connived his way in with Clinton, probably smeared him a big dollar, got the rights to take U.S. defense technology and share it with China. We were lied to and told it would never be used militarily. Well, the rest is history. And where's Bernie? I think Park Avenue. Oh, yeah. Park Avenue, children doing well, grandchildren doing well. God bless them all. See, uh, in America, the streets are paved with gold. That's all you got to know. You get away with treason. You get away with anything you want in this country if you smear off the biggest politician in town. That's all. It's true uh, local. It's true national. It was true under Obama. It's true in California. In my opinion, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about turkey necks and turkey itself today on the Savage Nation. From turkey necks to turkey on the Savage Nation. It's not even November, and we're talking about turkey already. That's the old joke about turkey and this and that. But this is no joke. No joke when you see a man named Erdogan who wants to recreate the Ottoman Empire and getting away with virtual genocide and murder right in front of our eyes. Not a joke.
1: The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times bestselling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael
0: Savage. What can you say about a basketball player who takes the side of a, a communist dictatorship and then puts down the man who manages his team, Daryl Morey, who graduated MIT and calls him ignorant? What more do you need to know? The country's filled with this kind of mentality. You know, it's that simple. So what are you going to do? Argue about it? We could argue about Syria for the rest of our lives. It was a blunder. Everyone knows that who studied it. Everybody knows it's a blunder, except the true believers who don't want to accept that a human being is fallible. They want to think that there's a human being on the earth who's perfect and cannot make a mistake. Presidents make mistakes. They all make mistakes. The question we have on the show is... How do we unmake this mistake? What can the president do to unmake the error of the abrupt withdrawal from Syria, which created a vacuum into which Russia and the Syrian military moved in? That's number one. And number two, 170,000, 170,000, 170,000 human beings were driven out of their homes because of this blunder. What do we do now? How do we pick up the pieces of this? How? Tell me what you would do. Salvatore in Connecticut, line two. What would be your your advice to the president on this?
2: Uh, Hi, Dr. Savage. My advice would be that let the military do its job without you interfering with the military. Um, That's the problem that we've had in the past with Vietnam, Johnson, interfering with the military doing its job. The
0: well, what what are you saying? Did you do? Have you lived in the area where you know the the players a little bit?
2: Yeah, I I, I uh, was stationed in Turkey, Ankara, Turkey during the Vietnam War.
0: Okay. From and, and what's your what's your conclusion about the Turks?
2: Uh, they understand power, not talking. Yes. Um, well, don't, they don't take. St- when I was
0: the same with North Korea. North Korea doesn't take talk seriously. To them, it's nothing.
2: In Asia. Uh, when I was in Turkey, they would they would slice you up for uh, for uh, five bucks. You know, uh, if you talk, that you, that's a sign of weakness to them. And if,
0: I, what do you mean, as a military person or as a civilian in the streets of Turkey?
2: The, the civilians were fine during that time.
0: Well, you're talking about the government of Turkey at that time. We are talking about the government of Turkey today. Erdogan came along. He was a rather moderate leader, a very advanced European-style leader, and as time went on, he became a dictator. First of all, he eliminated term limits. Uh, Then he uh, suddenly wanted, he became insane with power, and he wants to expand Turkey to become the old uh, Ottoman Empire. And we cannot understand him unless we understand history, correct? Correct. Absolutely. So I'm trying to teach on this show what the Ottoman Empire was and uh, the the great adage. Those who do not know history are condemned to repeat it, especially the word their history are condemned to repeat it. And uh, unfortunately, I think this was done without any knowledge of who Turkey actually is. So for the president today to get up and say we're putting in sanctions on steel, sanctions on that, do you actually think that's going to deter them? I do not.
2: No, no. it's just like with Chamberlain in World War II with Hitler. Appeasement, appeasement, appeasement. And it doesn't work because that's the sign Let of... Let me ask
0: you this so people don't mistake you or me. Did you vote for Donald Trump?
2: Yes, I voted for D- Donald Trump.
0: Okay, I need to know that because I don't want them accusing you of being a a Hillary supporter or a warmonger. This is what they're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone sees reality as it they is, is, they're, they're attacked now in the media. They're called every name under the sun because they want to think that we have... Uh, No capacity for making mistakes. I thank you for the call on the program today But I would like to know what you would do sanctions aren't gonna work So what is it gonna what's gonna work an atomic bomb? No, so what will work? We're not calling for a all-out war against Turkey, but what is gonna happen? I think the Russians will constrain Turkey by the way at the end of the day I do not believe they're going to permit the Turkish military to do a 30-mile Incursion into northern Syria and drive the Kurds out and take that area over. What's very troubling, though, thus far, is that Russian military has swept into U.S. bases, a U.S. base abandoned in Syria. I don't know if you know that. Washington Times Russian forces sweep into U.S. base abandoned in Syria. Russian mercenary forces have begun sweeping into fill a security void left by withdrawing U.S. troops in northern Syria. The video online showing the Moscow backed mercenaries taking control Tuesday of what was previously an American military outpost. Blah, 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 da, 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 show tents on the camouflage netting and other apparent military remnants left behind US troops near the Syrian town of Manj- Manbij, blah, blah, blah. So things are happening. Things are falling down in the wrong way. Washington abandoned the Kurdish fighters, who we had previously relied upon to wage a ground war against the Islamic state. And I have told you over and over again, the female Kurdish fighters were some of the most wonderful people on the planet, the YPG, all-female fighting forces. I had a Kurdish friend on this show last week on Tuesday who explained to you why the women were such ferocious fighters against ISIS. And what he said was this. He said, the women fighters knew that if they lost, they'd be raped and killed. So they fought for their lives, which is what made them the phenomenal warriors that they were. Moreover, the ISIS members felt it would be a shame to be taken captive by women warriors, women fighters. So they were both, both fighting for their lives. And luckily for us, the YPG, Kurdish women fighters, generally won the battles. But many of them died. What would they die for? So they could wake up and find that the, the U.S. ally ditched them? No, that's not right. There's something wrong here. Something very, very wrong here. Detroit, Mark, what do you have to say? You're on the Savage Nation.
3: Well, Dr. Savage, long-time listener. Just a, a question in your view. To me, I see a parallel, and I'm no fan of Erdogan or the Turks by any stretch. But from what I've read, he, he plans on shoring up his borders along Syria, and once he's got the border secure, he's going to ship back over 2 million refugees because it's putting a big economic strain on the country. And I looked at that, and I, I tried to put myself in his shoes, and I said, hmm, seems like there's a parallel because Trump's trying to secure the Mexican border and we're trying to stop the drain on our America. Yeah, yeah but, uh,
0: but, uh, but are we invading Mexico 30 miles into Mexico to do so? No, 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 not at all. I mean, maybe we should invade Mexico into 30 miles and send the Mexicans who are here illegally send them back there. How would that work for you? I uh, wouldn't be. A- well What if the United States invaded 30 miles into Mexico and said we want to create a security zone to stop this flood of illegals? And what we're going to do is we're going to take all the illegal aliens in this country and send them back to that 30-mile zone. Would you accept that? Totally. <laughs> you would accept it. <laughs> well, I was afraid of that one. Well, <laughs> I, I sent you an easy ball to hit back on the racquetball court of the mine, didn't I?
3: Dr. No, seriously, I mean, if it wasn't for the Mexican troops on the border right now, based on what you just said, that wouldn't be such a bad idea.
0: Well, actually, Mexico stopped the caravan from coming in just the other day, owing to Donald Trump's uh, working with them. They were they were warned in no uncertain terms that they better do something or they're going to get very, very badly hit with tariffs, which we can see tariffs on Mexico. We can control to a great extent because most of their trading is done here with the United States. And it would really kill them if we if we banned importation of cars manufactured or assembled in Mexico. So Trump has a tremendous power over Mexico. We don't have a tremendous power in sanctions over Turkey because we don't have that big a trade with Turkey is the point. But But I hear your question. It's always good. What you just did, Mark, is very good without making it a personal attack on me or on Donald Trump or for or against. You use plain logic and empathy to try to figure out what you would do in such a situation if you were Erdogan. Now, let's go back to what you actually said. Erdogan claims that by sweeping the area clean of Kurds, he's going to bring back to that area Syrian refugees who were displaced into Turkey. That's what you're saying, correct? Yes. Okay. Do you actually believe he's going to do that? How do we know that he's actually going to populate that area with uh, the people from Syria who were displaced originally? Do we really know that's true?
3: It's hard to tell, but if, if he's saying he's got two million refugees that he wants out of his country because of the financial strains it's imposing
0: on us. Yes, that's right. So from the point of view of a nationalist leader, he's doing the right thing for his country, if you want to look at it from that point of view. However, if you look at it from the point of view of humanitarianism, uh, what about the, the 170,000 people who have been displaced in northern Syria? We don't know what to do with this. I, I agree. We don't know what we're well, going to bring them all to L.A.? Well, they can all, all, all open up a Schwama stand? <laughs> all right. Look, I, I try to point, lighten but, things. But... Sometimes being comedic in the political arena isn't proper. But I got to keep it light. You know what I'm saying? Thank you so much for thinking clearly on the Savage Nation. So, again, I would like to ask the audience. We have a great guest, by the way, at the bottom of the hour. I'm getting really good people. Rowan Scarborough from The Washington Times, who's been one of my favorite writers for years, is going to be here to talk about a couple of things The uh, Turkey issue, the Kurds, the issue of Schiff and Schiff's illegal activity against the president. What could be done with Schiff? Can slimy Schiff be stopped? I don't believe a censure vote is going to happen, number one. And number two, I don't think it'll have any effect whatsoever. Uh, Guys like him aren't affected any more than a dictator is affected by a sanction. I don't think Schiff would give a damn whether he was sanctioned or, or censured in Congress. He needs to be arrested for what he did what did he do he lied to the american people he fabricated the contents of the uh, video the audio of the correspondence that uh, the president had with the uh, leader of ukraine made the whole thing up and made everyone swallow it whole and he's never taken it back he has never said he lied he never got on national tv and say i apologize to the american people and to the president for lying i realize i've undermined trust in the presidency and for that, I'm resigning. That would be the only thing Schiff could do short of being put in jail. That's all. But it's not going to happen because the Democrats control the media. It's that simple. California, Raul, what would you do if you were advised? What would you advise the president to do to fix some of this stuff that's going on that's broken?
3: Well, hello, Dr. Savage, uh, what I would advise them to do was to uh, create a uh, no-fly zone and push for a uh, Kurdish uh, state, which they've been pushing for since the Iraqi war, uh, that'll help uh, him uh, in the United States regain some trust with our allies and also uh, kind of keep it kind of neutral and uh, and put the ball in Erdogan's court.
0: But do you think Erdogan is going to permit a Kurdish state to, to reemerge or to emerge? And there was a time that the Kurds had a nationality, a nation state going back, what, to the 1300s. There was a large country called Kurdistan. You're aware of that. And the borders ran through current Turkey. Syria and Iraq, if I'm not mistaken, i don't have the map in front of me. well, over time, the Kurds got whittled down, whittled down, whittled down, and fundamentally, they want to create their own nation state don't they
3: well I, I, I am aware, but I, I think this would be I guess a, a crucial uh, point in, in Trump's presidency that see he really does have the resolve in the stomach to to uh, mm. uh, utilize that big uh, military that he's been building up because uh, you know yeah what's
0: the point of a military if you don't use it? Can you explain that to me exactly. You know, I keep hearing all of the people saying, bring our boys home. That sounds good. Bring them home to what? What are they for? Are they not supposed to help in our interests in other parts of the world? They're only supposed to be here in America for what? They don't understand the military is not supposed to even operate in America. The Posse Comitatus Act forbids that. So the military was not created to be a domestic police force, was it? The military was created... To maintain world peace, incidentally, which seems to have been forgotten by most, most Trump voters all of a sudden. Okay, we'll be back. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On
1: Demand.
3: Turkey's been doing a lot of things we don't like lately. I mean, the whole buying of the missiles from Russia, et cetera. So I think that we should push back on Turkey, but I don't think we push back with a war. I think that uh, our weapons are sold everywhere around the world, including to Turkey. And I think they should be made contingent on behavior. And you don't get our, our high-tech weapons, our high-tech fighter planes, unless you behave like an ally. And
0: lately, Turkey has not been a- behaving. That's Rand Paul making sense. At least he has the guts and the brains to speak out on this critically important issue in ways that I wish other Republicans uh, could speak or would speak, but he doesn't. But as I say to you, it is not disloyalty to criticize a president who you admire and support when you think he is wrong and has made a blunder. The greater loyalty is to the truth and to world stability. Uh, Whether you agree with that or not is up to you. It's not up to me last night i did another cooking video and again i increased my i'm not doing them to increase i'm doing it because i enjoy it at night i know many of you are lonely i know many of you want to see what i'm doing at night and i i do cook once in a while i've given up on restaurants for a while because but whatever forget the reason it's so easy for me to stay home and drink a good half a bottle of wine and so i made spanish rice chicken artichoke hearts and i had a barolo and uh, many, many thousands of people like to watch it. And it's short. It's a minute, two minutes long. And they're commenting more on the Spanish rice. Or on the night before when I did my uh, meat sauce, my Sunday night gravy. Many of you call it sauce. But I was educated in the East Coast by Italians. Uh, you call it, they call it gravy. I, know, I never liked the word gravy, but it's called gravy to a certain breed of Italian people. And I, I empathize with it. Why it is a gravy, not a sauce. You could call it sauce, but mine is the best. And the trick here is to cook it to dryness. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. All right, now we go to the last great journalist in America, Rowan Scarborough of the Washington Times. Rowan has been on my show many years. The guy is out there doing the best work in in the business, and he's going to talk today with us on The Savage Nation uh, about how Schiff operates I know many of you are bored of it, but I'm not, because I want to know how they can bring shift down and about the, the what I call a military blunder in, in the Middle East. Now, you may say I'm wrong. I want to know what Mr. Scarborough believes. He's been a defense uh, journalist for years. Rowan Scarborough, roll of the drums. You're on the Savage Nation. Thanks for being with us.
4: Michael, it's my pleasure.
0: Well, it's been many years, many years of you doing this hard work. Can we begin, please, with Turkey and the Kurds? Do you – look, my position is it was a military blunder. Is that your position or not?
2: You mean
4: that Trump committed a military blunder?
0: My position is, yes, by the abrupt nature of the withdrawal, the abruptness of it.
4: Yes, without a doubt. It it was not – it did not go through the proper process where we consult with uh, the Turkish government, consult with the Kurds in the region – and consult with our nato allies and then see if we can come up with a a logical withdrawal plan that doesn't leave a power vacuum anywhere and trump did not do that
0: (laughs) okay so let's go back to that monday because i remember when he did it i was shocked and i said it's going to cause a terrible terrible set of repercussions which it has One hundred seventy thousand refugees now russia has moved into the vacuum syrian military moved into the vacuum it's a shock. Why do you think Trump did this? Do you think Erdogan threatened them with the nuclear weapons that are on, on the air bases there?
4: I have not seen that that is what happened. But this is something he, he has wanted to do since he took office. You know, he said that we're going to smash the caliphate in Syria and then we're going to get out. And it, the, the only thing that stopped him the first time was Jim Mattis, the defense secretary, who resigned to protest and Trump backed off. But it's always been in the back of his mind that this is something I'm going to get done before the election season began. For some reason, it's like Obama. Obama believed that pulling all troops out of Iraq in 2011 was his ticket to reelection, And Trump views northern Syria that way for some reason. And so he decided to act very, uh, very abruptly. Mm. got the tentative okay from his defense secretary to do it. We, and so, it's, so the word betrayal now is going to tag Trump because the, the uh, Syrian uh, Democratic Forces were our best allies in fighting Islamic extremism. Our best, no other ally got in there in the trenches and fought them and, and, and sacrificed hundreds of lives like the Syrian Kurds did. And now the, the word betrayal is, uh, is going to be attached to President Trump for a while anyway.
0: Mm. Rowan Scarborough is an American journalist, but he's more than a journalist. He graduated summa cum laude from the School of Journalism at the University of Maryland. He served in the United States Navy as a hospital corpsman. And I believe, not so much because we agree on this, but he's a rationalist. Rowan, let me ask you this. Who in his inner circle would have advised such an abruptness as this who would have said go and pull out without any any discussion advance warning protecting the kurds who would have advised this
4: no one i, I can't think of, <laughs> of anybody in his current inner circle uh that would have said that's a good idea mr president i i think he dictated this to the pentagon and and they acquiesced i think that's what happened because any any logical person would have said Let's plan uh, the withdrawal out over the next couple of months. Let's not do what President Obama did. Remember, President Obama created a, a terrible vacuum in the Middle East. He underestimated the strength of ISIL, which was massing uh, to the west in Syria. And uh, it was a horrible miscalculation. And they, and they marched in uh, to northern Iraq and took city after city and, and created an expanded caliphate and uh, committed mass murder, killed Christians, killed Arabs. It was a horrible mistake, and we had to go right back in. Now, Mm. this is different in the sense that the Syrians now are moving their forces back into northeast Syria, and Syrian forces have no interest in placating uh, the Islamic State, not at all. They're Mm. a threat to Assad, just like they are a threat to Iraq. So if if someone would look at a rosy prediction here that is not certain at all. It would be that Syria re- reaffirms its control over these towns in, in uh, northern Syria and that Russia, these paramilitary Russian troops that Putin put into Syria are able to keep the Turks in the Syria on, on separate lines, opposite lines and then things settle down and ISIL is not allowed to come back. That would be a rosy scenario. What we don't know, we don't know what is happening uh, on the ground with this Turkish offensive because I don't see any reporters with their troops as they try to... Yeah, l- let's,
0: let's talk about that for a minute. Where are the CNN reporters in the flak jackets following the troops? Where are the brave CNN reporters who are ever present whenever the U.S. makes a military move? Are they not there at all?
4: I don't think the Turkish army is letting Western reporters travel with them. Whatever dirty deeds they are now doing in that, qu- in that corridor, uh, they don't want the world to see. Uh, well, maybe
0: we could send LeBron James there to, to cover it for the, for, the, uh, for the Turks. I'm sure he'd do a very fair job. Look, I don't mean to be politi- uh, you know, comedic in the political arena because this is no joke. 170,000 people have been displaced. Apparently there's been some genocide along the way by the Turks. If you were to advise the president as a wise man in his kitchen cabinet today, what would you suggest the president do to undo this error? Uh,
4: I would cancel the the, uh, the invitation for Erdogan to come to the White House until oh. he stops the offensive.
3: Hmm. And, uh, I,
4: I would use all of his executive powers right now to cut off financial the flow of financial assets in and out of Turkey. Whatever he can do by executive order, I would do. So I would, I would tell him, you're not coming to Washington as long as you have troops inside Syria. Uh, well, you, know,
0: you know and I know that Erdogan's not going to withdraw no matter what we say. That he, would only
4: he, now, he, he did this in 2016 uh, under the guise of, I want to go after ISIL down across the border. But really, he wanted to go after uh, the, the, the segment of the Kurdish forces that he considers terrorists. And we we have designated some of them as terrorists, and he believes they're trying to create a, you know, a greater Kurdish stand right across his border from which they can launch attacks. That's his thinking, not mine. And, and so he, he feels he's justified to clearing out this particular segment of Kurds and then what we don't know. But we know he's, he's going beyond that. We just know how he operates. He's, he's a thuggish leader. We saw what he did when the military tried to depose him. Uh, he, he brutally cracked down on that coup d'état and put hundreds in prison and assassinated people. So he—he's put, like Putin and Assad. Uh, he's a thug and he plays really, really tough. And so, to me, we send don't honor him with a visit to the White House. Don't do it until mm. he pulls those troops back. Uh, to his border and allows international inspectors to go in and see what what he did.
0: Yeah, there's no CNN, NBC. They're not there covering it with their little flak jackets uh, like no. they did in every other uh, military adventure of the United States going all the way back to World War II. There seems to be no reporters there. We're speaking with no. Rowan Scarborough of The Washington Times. Could we please shift shift to shift? Schiff is one slimy customer, isn't he? And your article is how Adam Schiff operates, uh, keeps digging until he finds dirt on Trump. Why is he immune from prosecution himself, Mr. Scarborough?
4: He is the perfect uh, political entity for the liberal media in Washington because he's trying to destroy Trump, and and the the staff around him leaks anti-Trump information. And, and you put those two together, and he's golden. And so he he's essentially has a free ride uh, to do just about anything he wants. And what he is acting out now with this impeachment inquiry is what he wanted to do when uh, the House Intelligence Committee did their Trump-Russia investigation, but he wasn't in power to do it. He wants to call scores and scores of witnesses. He wants to keep them in a closed room for 10 hours, 12 hours. He wants to call them back for re-interviews. He wants to request unlimited documents. And when they reply, he wants more documents. And he just wants to keep piling and piling up witnesses until he can find something.
0: So he wants to break down witnesses and force them to say things that may may or may not be true. Isn't Schiff using extra legal tactics in what he is doing?
4: Republicans say he is not following the president for how you do an honest, uh uh, due process for impeachment and that is that you do more of it in the open and the pre and and the president gets his lawyers and his subpoena power so he can present his side so shift isn't doing that at all so in that sense this is absolutely a star chamber it is the witnesses he wants uh and he brings them in when he wants them and keeps them for how long he wants and there's no other lawyer or uh, Mm. advocate on the other side except for the republicans in the room then what happens is that the Democrats leak tidbits about what the witnesses said that look bad for Trump, but but they're not in context, and you don't know if it's honest or not. The same thing happened when he was doing the Trump Russia. The Democratic side would leak inaccurate information about what Don Jr. did or about what WikiLeaks had done, and the press gobbles it up. And it's and it's the news of the day. And that's that's what uh, how Schiff tries to control the debate in Washington.
0: When I read on October 10th that the Ukraine whistleblower may not testify in person, I tweeted secret witness, secret testimony, no right to face your accuser. Madam Pelosi encodes tenets of fascism into U.S. law. It's very worrisome for all of us, Mr. Scarborough to permit this kind of activity to go on because it weakens our ability to defend ourselves in the court of law. And yet we're being told this is perfectly normal by the Democrats. Isn't that odd?
4: It's not. It's not normal. It may be normal if you're doing an intelligence investigation into the election. okay? but when you're doing an impeachment and you're trying to essentially convict somebody of a crime and and it's the president, this is not normal. You have to have a, a much fairer due process. And this is, you know, some are saying this is what, uh, when you have a bureaucratic resistance that, that is assembled against uh, Trump all over government, this is what happens to our institutions. It turns out to be harassment, not an actual uh, ethical process in defining the truth. Uh, To me, Adam Schiff is not doing an ethical process to find the truth. He's trying to damage Trump by calling countless witnesses and then leaking damaging information and then putting out one-sided reports. He did that. He put out a report after the Trump-Russia probe that was filled with innuendo and unproven conspiracies, and that's what the media went with. And when you go back and read that report 17 months later... None of it has been proven. None of it was proven, but he he did what he wanted to a, a, achieve. He wanted the conspiracies out there to, uh, to be part of the record.
0: Rowan Scarborough of The Washington Times, thank you so much for being with us on these two major topics tonight on The Savage Nation. Thank you very much. I love your articles. Well, we're going to take a quick break and come back to your comments on both of these subjects right here on The Savage Nation that is uh, Syria and the fake investigation, the crucifixion, as it were, of the president of the United States. Back in a minute. Home of borders, language, culture,
1: the Savage Nation.
0: Well, as we come into the closing minute or two of the Savage Nation today, we've, we've covered very big territory uh, Just say ho with regard to the NBA, the Turkey deal over there with Kurdistan. And people are very frustrated and they're very angry. They're very upset. They don't like any criticism of the president. And I understand that perspective because he's got enough enemies. However, when it comes to issues of war and peace such as this, I think his best and most important friends and most important supporters have an obligation to say to say it, because otherwise, what are we? What are we? If your father, for example, makes a mistake, wouldn't your father expect you to say something to him? If your husband or your brother made a mistake, wouldn't they expect you to say, I'm sorry you made a mistake here, and, and talk about it? Nobody is above logic. Nobody is above discussion. And most importantly, the president needs our support right now more than ever. The enemies are at his gates. The enemies, we know who they are the Schiffs, the Pelosi's, the Nadlers. However, a blunder like this must be discussed. And someone tweeted to me, thank you for standing with the Kurds. I spent time in Kurdistan and they are incredible warriors and good people. They deserve protection. Yes, that is correct. They were our natural allies in defeating ISIS. Do you remember who ISIS was? Do you know how many female Kurdish warriors died killing ISIS members? Some of the most ferocious warriors in the world were the Kurdish women. I'm not surprised that the American feminists who stand for nothing except hating men pay no homage to the greatest warriors on the planet, the Kurdish women warriors. That's it for tonight. God willing, see you tomorrow right here on the same station or online at michaelsavage.com or catch the podcast for everything you may have missed.